Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is episode 32 of my conversations with the Pope. Boss show for you today. Me and Pope are joined by Liverpool band Psycho Comedy's frontman Sean Powell. That's them you can hear playing in the background. Sean's sound, a massive match going blue, who's just generally hilarious and loaded with funny shouts. He's talking all sorts with us today, everything from his Everton memories to Danny Cadamassery being up to no good in St John's Market. Him and Pope have a right go over the last derby and he tells us a little bit about how the pandemic's affected him and psycho comedy as musicians. You'll hear their music throughout and he even pulls out an unlikely lookalike for us when we do that section with him. Sean comes on around the 50 minute mark. Before then, me and Popey cover the NFL, update our celebrity death race and talk Donald Trump after last week's scenes in Washington. It's a funny 90 minutes, whether you're a Liverpool Everton fan or other, hopefully it'll give you a little lift and a laugh if you're struggling in lockdown. If you do like our carry-on and you've got a minute, share us on your socials or rate and review wherever you get your podcast. Pope still can't be asked with social media, so thanks for helping us grow. As always, give us a shout at my combos with the Pope on Instagram with your suggestions and topics. Cheers for listening and enjoy the show. Time to call this, Popey. What do you mean? You're the one who's kept me waiting. Oh, for five minutes. You've had me all morning waiting for the call. What was this uh, This business meeting at half nine? Sounds like a sounds like a Baldwin job. You haven't been bulleted, have you? <laughs> no, just at a monthly sales meeting, and it just happened to coincide with uh, yeah, with our recording today. Terrible, isn't it, eh? Yeah, I thought... If only, the, uh, if, if only me, uh, me paid... Employer would have had the courtesy to uh, to move it back for me so that I can record record this nonsense. But uh, never mind. <laughs> Are you looking forward? What's your excuse anyway. Where have you been the last five ten minutes? While well, I've just been waiting here, <sighs> sat in the waiting room, I was, as it were. I was preparing myself, shall we say? I was uh, getting in the zone. <laughs> On the carsy, as opposed to in the carsy with this uh, with this podcast. <laughs> Many would say this would be the best place for it, this podcast, The Toilet. I'm looking forward to today, Popey. We've got lead singer of Psycho Comedy, Sean Powell, coming on the show. Big blue nose, yeah. flamboyant frontman. You've been listening to the album this week, I believe, haven't you, Popey? I know you said last week that you'd never heard of them. <laughs> You've caught up a bit, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, I, st- I still haven't heard of them, to be honest with you. Only messing. No, I've listened to the uh, to the album this week on a, a couple of runs of being on, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it, looking forward to to the interview as is the case with anyone who comes onto the show then uh, appreciate the time but I will be asking him for a, a little bit support social media wise than our previous two guests put it that way so looking forward to getting into it with him anyway what did you feel, feel a bit let down by Peter Reid did you and was it and Wayne massively so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll save it for the interview like but yeah as, much, as good as they were as guests and there's, there's no denying that and as I say I appreciate them coming on and Given, given us their time, especially with Wayne. With it being such a busy week for him with fight week, but let's be honest, they haven't really done much post-show, have they, in terms of social media traction, getting us out there. Ultimately, 
for me at least anyway, the reason we get guests onto the show is to elevate us to the next level in terms of listenership and social media followers. And yeah, I think it's gone the other way of anything with the pair of them. So uh, even Fowler can't escape any, uh, any any criticism from me. I had a little cameo and what's he got, 100,000, knocking on 100,000 on the social media and not as much as a retweet or any sort of post from him. Yeah, so I've got me, me personal gripes with our with our guests so far. So hopefully, he'll, uh, yeah, Sean will be a little bit more forthcoming with, with the support of the show. The irony of this and the hypocrisy from a man who refuses <laughs> to have a social media account, refuses to log into our social media account. <laughs> he, he, like, I'm not even asking you to do posts or... You know, just just talk with people, just like a few things, just help us grow organically. Absolutely no time for that, but you expect our guests to do the legwork and, and make this show grow, yeah. Well, I, am I right or am I wrong? I, I thought the sole purpose, the sole purpose to get guests on the show was, uh, yeah, was to grow as a podcast through listeners and, and yeah, through, through social media. It hasn't happened yet, so, uh, yeah, as much as I appreciate... Our guests thus far, I'm expecting a lot more, to be honest with you, Well, with, uh, with Sean today. So time will tell. And we'll have another guest. You've been calling for guests, Pope. We will actually, it looks like we'll be having Sonny Edwards come on next week, the boxer. We'll get to him in our awards section a little bit later on. But yeah, it could be two, uh, okay. two, two guests on a bounce, Popey. But how's your week been anyway, lad, since we last spoke? You've been okay this lockdown? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, just we'll be used to it now, really, aren't we? So yeah, come come accustomed to to being a prisoner in my uh, in my own home, to be honest. But yeah, managed to stay COVID free for the time being at yeah, least. Good. Went for another test on when was it Monday? Because uh, Dylan's nursery school teacher tested positive, oh, so shit. four of us went for a test. All come back negative anyway, which is good. Uh, so yeah, not no complaints really. Uh, how about yourself? Are you you're still managing to stay? Covid free? Yeah, not bad, lad. Yeah, passed the test last week. Got another one lined up on Friday. Pfft, ran the gauntlet a bit on Saturday. Went to Sefton Park for a walk. Fucking hell, I was like Stone Cold Steve Austin running the Al Vince McMahon gauntlet. You know where where he used to throw the ministry down and the corporation. Yeah, um, too many stopping chats really for these Covid times. I had about I had about six gabs on there. <laughs> What do you mean? Just bumping into people just like you knew into randomly? Just bumping people, lad. Yeah, it was shocker. It was heaving. Wouldn't be going there again. No, no offence to the park. It's a it's a lovely place for a stroll. But uh, Saturday afternoon during COVID times, I think it's it's best avoided. I'm Tell on... you what, though, Steve. Tell you what, it's spreading like wildfire. Though a couple of our listeners yeah. have recently tested positive. We've got Moscow, who's uh, gets quite a lot of shout outs on the show. He's tested positive this week. Has Moscow um, gone down? Yeah, Jesus didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, shout. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, and Christ. do you know what, Steve? Do you know what? His symptoms are exactly the same as mine post Amsterdam. Member at the very, very beginning of this podcast back in March, at the start of the first lockdown, we were talking about me being the host of the virus in the UK. The super spreader. Um, yeah, well, basically, Moss's symptoms just solidify that that claim, basically. Mm. Just pains all over, back pain, bedridden. No flu-like symptoms in terms of sore throats, cough, nothing like that similar to me. Just literally bedridden with, with aches and pains. Aches. So, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly think I was the incubator of the disease back in, back in February. Well, that's another string to the podcast, bow, isn't it, that our, our <laughs> co-host, Ben Pope, was the super spreader and the actual incubator. Of the disease in Britain. Well, Great stuff. 
Well, here's another, here's another first as well. Another one of our listeners, Mark, MD Fitness, again, gets a lot of love on the show. Yeah. He, he's tested positive for the second time, believe Jesus it or not. Christ, yeah. So it's it's rife, in it? And there's all different strands and whatnot now. Damn. Well, I was, I was telling him, I was telling him to donate his body to science. <laughs> I thought he was a biological marvel, obviously testing positive twice. I was telling him he's going to have Andy Bonner from Granada Reports going round to his and interviewing him through his living room window. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best way to do interviews in the current climate, lad, or, or over Zoom, as we've been doing, as, as our relationships run on for the last year or so, Popey. But I've been staying out of Dodge, lad, honestly. It's NFL season. There's loads of footy on. Yeah. I'm on East Coast time. Mm. I, I've been eating myself into fucking more trouble than, than COVID's been bringing me. I've been like... Dan from Roseanne on the couch over the weekend. I've only just only just recovered from it, really. Shout out to the boys. I'd have mentioned Sefton Park there. Shout out to the boys at Wu-Tan Scran. Vegan Chippy on Lark Lane. I know you're not into your vegan scram, but honestly, lad. What a name, though, lad. Isn't That's it? Incredible, though, yeah. Well, I'm it's a- just for the name. Well, it's Alex Wu. Alex Wu's the owner, obviously a Wu-Tan Clan fan as well. So, Wu-Tan Scran, honestly, yeah. lad. Get yourself down there if you can this weekend. They're absolutely smashing it. Like, one of the best takeaways I've had in years. The listeners to the show as well. Get the vegan chilli beef, lad, with the chow mein noodles. Honest to God. Ah, oh, you and the Gronk boys and Lou absolutely love it, I reckon. So will he cater for my non-vegan dietary needs, or is it just purely vegan? <laughs> no, it's pure vegan. Or, pl- or plant shit. It's pure vegan, but it's it's mustard, lad. Honestly, just give it a go for me, Popey. I want to see how you get on with a full vegan takeaway. Like, it's oh, veggie spring rolls, sesame prawn toast, but obviously not prawn. It's, lad, top of the range, honestly. Give it a go. I, I think did- your shout-out alone deserves a bit of FOC there. So uh, if you are listening, yeah, I'm more than happy to, yeah, just to come. At the weekend, you get a few meals purely on the basis that it's it, it's FOC. <laughs> the, uh, the you just had. Well, nice one, did, Alex Wu. He did box me off, lad. The weekend, to be honest with you, he wouldn't. Your money's no good here, sort of job, which was fantastic. For my first time there, he'd been up and running for a good six months at least. Oh, there we go. So that's that's why you're waxing lyrical. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, there'd be more to it. Listen, lad, how good the plant-based humours were. <laughs> no, the scran was quality, lad. Trust you, get yourself down there. While we're speaking of comas, lad, should we get right into this, the Keegans of the Week? I think they're all going to fall on me. Should we get right into the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Keegans of the Week or what? He's not scored. Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Well, for anyone new listening, we have a weekly section, don't we, Keegan's of the Week, which is based on King Kevin, basically, and just making a prediction that goes horribly wrong, or just a general bad shout on the week, isn't it, really? Pope are usually surrounded in sport. Yeah. It's all me this week. I've got no nominations apart from yourself, Popey, and I'm sure I'm sure you're on the same level, aren't you? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's it's no better place to start as you've just just sort of alluded to there than than the Pittsburgh Steelers who, on this very podcast during several occasions throughout the the NFL season, you've referred to them as the best team in the NFL. I think you were saying as much week three, week four, 
all the while I was just trying to sort of manage your expectations, telling you to calm down. Obviously, the Super Bowl's never won that early in the season. And I think, again, only just re- as recent as a few weeks ago, or well, certainly last week, you, you, you put them in the in the Super Bowl to win the AFC. Yeah, yeah. For the non-NFL fans or, or people who listen to the show who, who don't really follow the NFL, do you want to explain to everyone or do you want to tell everyone what the score was after the first quarter? Uh, in their first playoff game at the weekend against the Cleveland Browns. Well, it was an episode of Kirby enthusiasm from the off, wasn't it? From the first snap. And last in the league in rushing. And they start with a horrible snap all the way back to the two-yard line and the Browns bounce it into the end zone where they wind up with a touchdown. Of all crazy things, you don't go to the playoffs for 18 years, and that is the way it starts in the first 14 seconds. Carl Joseph winds up with the ball, and they will celebrate. Unreal beginning to this one. <laughs> what do you say? You've got your great veteran center, Pouncey, right here. is going to try and take a quick step to the left, and he just shoots it right over the head. Of six foot four, Ben Roethlisberger. It was twenty eight nil in the blink of an eye in the first quarter. This is a Cleveland oh. Browns team who are absolutely full of COVID. They've been training on car parks this week, apparently, because the training facility is closed. They have, lad, honestly. The training, well, it's been, been locked down, the training facility, so they've been, apparently, they've been doing reps on car parks. The coach was full of corona. Apparently, he was watching in his Ohio bunker in his basement. So he had the kids and his family upstairs. He said he could hear them cheering that first play, you know, the snap over there, Big Ben's head, that went for a touchdown. Said he could hear it. His what do you mean he couldn't even watch it? He couldn't no, watch it. No, he was watching it, but his feed was behind the family's one upstairs. Ah, okay. So okay, he, could, okay. He, he could hear his kids jumping around, going mad upstairs. Wow. I mean, what he you couldn't s- call the plays, could he? The, the, basically, the NFL protocol was no. you can't call the plays. So this is a this is a, a, a city, Cleveland, who have been sort of pining for for, for playoff football. For I don't even know how far back it goes. Uh, and basically, it's this head head coach Kevin Stakowski or whatever his name is. It's his first season as head coach of the Cleveland Browns, and in his first season, he brought them to the playoffs against their fiercest rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. The week of the game, he gets brought down with COVID. So not only can he not be at the game on the sidelines. Uh, he can't even call the plays, no. like you've just said. He, no. he was in a, in a bunker in his home in Ohio, so it's uh, it's mad, isn't it? I can't believe the game actually went ahead. I can't just believe the game based on that. I can't believe the game went ahead. But if they delayed it, how would you do this week's games? The next round, obviously, the next round of the playoffs mm. is this week. Mm. So they've just had to get on with it. And fair play to Cleveland, like they come out the blocks flying. I don't know what was up with Pittsburgh. They look shell shocked. This is a Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, sorry, this is a Cleveland Browns. The I don't think they've beat Pittsburgh. I don't know if this is full stop or just in Pittsburgh, but since 2004. I don't think they've won a playoff game since 1994. It was just a a calamity from the off. Uh, There was fat linemen making diving and jumping for interceptions, showing (laughs) fucking dexterity that you've never seen in your life. The Steelers finally get back into the game, by the way, lad. I don't know. Did you see the highlights, did you, the next day, Popey? I watched the highlights and just it's it's hard to sort of it's it's hard to get a true reading on the actual game as a whole when you're watching a, just a highlights package. But just based on what I did see, I'd probably put it down as the worst first quarter by a team. I was going to say in NFL history, but then I was thinking about it further and I'd broaden that to include basketball. I'd, I'd say it's the worst quarter. 
by a team in the history of American sport. That first quarter from the Pittsburgh Steelers, they pretty much threw it away from themselves. And I know you're saying they come back into it, but they left themselves an almighty mountain to climb. They did. Would you say? Would you say it was a worse first quarter than we had first half in Istanbul, Liverpool? Yeah, because if you think about it, so it's a quarter. Yeah. So what? So twenty-eight times four. Yeah. If they would have carried on at that at that sort of level. It would have been, so what are we on there, 112 points, 112 nil, it would have been yeah. by the end of the game. Yeah. If, the, if the second, third and fourth quarters would have went the same way as the first. So I think just based on that, 28, a lot of a lot of sort of NFL teams don't average as many as 28 points per game on the season. No, I know. To yeah. be honest with you, anything north of 28 on the game, then you generally consider the high scoring team. So for that, in a playoff game against the depleted Browns, Franchise, not just the team, but obviously the coaching staff as well, to be 28 nil down at home and the first quarter. Yeah, I'd probably say it's the worst I've ever seen. It was brutal. And I know what you're saying there, Popey. And there's here's another um, nomination or another caveat to my Keegan's of the week. I know you were saying they, they dug a big hole with 28 nil. They did go on to score four touchdowns on the bounce, the Steelers. And head coach Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in the NFL, I actually backed them for coach of the year, which at 11 and hours, the way they won the first 11 games looked like it was it was nailed on. They get, they get it to winning 12 points, and they've got a 4-1 in Cleveland territory, and he decides to punt. Cleveland were absolutely crumbling in front of them, and he punts the ball away. Wow. Cleveland respond with an 80-yard touchdown, coming back the other way, and that was the game right there. I didn't pick that up on the uh, the highlights yeah. package, yeah. Pope, that was the first play of the fourth quarter. He's got one yard to go. He just needs one. He's got one down to go one yard for anyone who doesn't watch the NFL. They're on a roll. They've scored four touchdowns on the bounce, and he decides to kick it away and give Cleveland the ball back. What is? Where's his head at there? And by doing so, giving the momentum basically to Cleveland. Letting them, off, letting them off the hook well and truly. In ah. a playoff game as well, that is inexcusable. But obviously, given our dynamic on this show, I must admit, I didn't didn't shed a tear for you the next the next morning when I was watching it. Oh, you must. I was watching it in hope that the Cleveland Browns would win again, just given our sort of dynamic on this on this show. So to say I, I had a wry smile watching it would be uh, would be an understatement, to be honest. And it didn't stop there either. It didn't stop there. Did it stateside? I think. Last time we spoke, one of my passing comments to you was, I can't wait till Miami wiped the floor with Boston tonight. We've got a little head to head on that game. Absolute yep. heartbreaker. Miami haven't won a game since then. They lost <laughs> with the last play of the game after clawing back 10 points in the last minute against the Celtics. The Celtics broke their heart with a, with a buzzer beat. I think it was a buzzer beater. Or it was a couple of seconds left, wasn't it? A couple of seconds because Dragic still had a chance to, uh, to win it for Miami at the end. But again, uh, there's a reoccurring theme every single week. Anything we put out on this podcast yeah. just, just basically curses, whether it's a team, whether it's a selection, yeah. no matter what it is. In that vein, I seen an interview with Captain Tom Moore recently. He looked extremely healthy, and uh, yeah, I think there's plenty of life in the old dog. Yeah, <laughs> so that's you trying the old reverse psychology, Arsene Wenger. Well, trick. massively reverse psychology, yeah. Because anything we put out there stays just. Yeah, we put a flamethrower to it, don't we? Well, something good we did put out there, Cousin Nico's shout, of course, on the page, was a red card in the Aberdeen Rangers game. Four to one shot, landed. It was a famous thing. Again, I've got another gripe here. I'm on my soapbox today. Bearing in mind, I've got a social media account. I catch up through Lou's Instagram every now and then. If there's any anything like that, just text it through to me. Hey, I'm oh. missing out on these red cards. Right. Not that I'd probably back them in all fairness, but still, come on. A win's a win. 
only yeah. part of it. All right. Or all right. is your thinking? If you pass it through to me, then well, I'm the case. It's your, your thinking. It's your energy. It's your your desperate energy <laughs> that gets better turned over. But even that, even that winner made up with it. I had to put a post up on Instagram, obviously, to say that it had it had gone in. Give us a bit of a pat on the back. I actually pulled up an old red card of Andrew Considine's for Aberdeen from a game earlier in the year in lockdown. I actually put the wrong fucking video up on Instagram. Oh, wow. And tagged oh, them wow. in it, tagged the centre-back in it. It wasn't even the right player. He's going to be Sona Rickard. Andy Considine has to walk for that one. Rickard out immediately from Bobby Madden. Arfield takes a touch, it has a little bit of a heavy touch. Oh dear me, you can't get like that. You can't go and show your studs like that, I'm afraid. Oh no. Some other player got sent off for a penalty, should never have been sent off. I've put Andrew Considine up for a two-footed tackle back in I think fucking March or something. Ridiculous. So reckless, aren't we? Honestly, it's just we, are, I think we, we must get better. We need to improve. We do. And that's why I'm sort of relying more so on the guests than us to, to do that, really. I'd to improve so. us as a show. I'd say so. I wanted to touch, I know we touched on uh, local COVID there. Uh, been reading a few bits in the paper this week. What are your thoughts, lad? Stuff like Tokyo, the Olympics going ahead. Can you see the Euros? being put on. I was reading a few things and I, and I was laughing my head off, lad, to be honest with you. You're a member of the IOC, doesn't think uh, the Tokyo Olympics will go ahead. And uh, I was reading the article for a bit and I just got lost in his name. Dick Pound, his name is. <laughs> Can you take anything serious from a, from a man called Dick Pound? <laughs> the old Dick Pound, yeah, got to be a yank with that name, Annie. Should we have a little look into him, lad? Should we have a little look at Dick Pound? I didn't get a chance to have a search of him. Should we, should we have a little... Have a little look here. Al Dick Poundy, yeah. He's got to be, Annie. He's a. Uh... Got to be a Yank with that name. Has to be. Canadian, lad. You went far off, Canadian. Well, tomato, tomato. Same, same to me. <laughs> so, what do you think, lad? Do you think we're going to get that? Do you think we're going to get the Euro? Do you think we're going to get the Olympics? Yeah, I'm or... Canadian lawyer. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it doesn't look great at the minute, but I think given the, uh, the, the, the vaccinations continue to get rolled out. I'd live in sort of hope rather than expectation. My one is, again, I mentioned it last week, it's I just hope Cheltenham yeah. goes ahead in its entirety as well because there's, there's, there's murmurings about the Irish Raiders. You basically make the festival what it is, the, the Willie Mullins team, the Henry de Bromhead, Gordon Elliott horses that come over. Obviously, there's a ban on, on, on horses entering the country and that will continue to be in place until, I think it's mid to late February. So it's cutting it fine anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless things drastically improve in the coming weeks, then Cheltenham will probably still go ahead, but just British runners, which obviously is good at take. That's take not care. Cheltenham, is it, Popey? That's just not Cheltenham. Not at all. all. Not at all, exactly. You might as well call um, it something else. When is Cheltenham, Pope? First week in March or second week in March? This year? Yeah, rather the second, second week of March. Touching goals, obviously not going to be spectators there. But, yeah, just, just it, it's something I look forward to as a punter, really, and, and as a purist of the sport every year. And, yeah, it just won't be the same. That's something I'm more immediately concerned with, just, just with it being fast approaching in March. i seen you put up there as well on the Instagram page when I did have a look that Amsterdam's in doubt end of, end of April. So, yeah, so much for 2020 being a better the year than last year. It certainly hasn't started as such, has it? Well, our regular listeners will know that we've been planning and we're booked in for a, 
a big outing in Amsterdam, aren't we? The end of April to go and watch Mike Skinner. The streets are put on a little festival over there in the in the Dutch capital. But did you see that other one around Amsterdam this week? The mayor of Amsterdam saying he's looking at banning cannabis for tourists. Tim and I'm a criminal. In the eyes of society, I need to be in jail for the choice of herbs I inhale. This ain't no wholesale operation. Just a few eights and some PlayStation's my vocation. I pose a threat to the nation. And down the station, the police hold no patience. Let's talk space and time. I like to get deep sometimes and think about Einstein and Carl Jung and old kung fu movies I like to see. Pass the hydrator, please. <sighs> yeah, I'm floating on thin air. Going to Amsterdam in the new year. Top gear there. Because I take pride in my hobby. A homemade bongs using my engineering degree. Dear leaders, Please legalise weed for these reasons. Like I was saying, <laughs> Calvin Schmalvin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, but like, for, for what, just during COVID or for a set period of time or, or what, like? No, 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 like full time. Just he doesn't want that cheapened sort of tourism. Um, no. Genuinely, no, yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the world we're living in now, yeah? Is this, is this what, yeah. what's, what's become of the world we live in? You can't even go to Amsterdam anymore for it. To, to, to get fucked up with the boys, yeah, it doesn't look like does it? <laughs> That'll oh. seriously, I mean, I'm doubtful we'll get there anyway. Wreck their economy, yeah. their tourism, I mean, rather, their, to- their tourist. Well, their, he... their, their tourism will just go down Sony. That's what people go to Amsterdam for, let's be honest. He's saying that he thinks it'll stop illegal crime and organised crime, but surely that'll go up if people are going to Amsterdam and can't get it legally, you'd think. Well, that's the whole point, and people always sort of people trying to change legislation around like cannabis and making it legalised, whether it be in certain states in America or not, or England. That's their that's their sole justification, yeah. really, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, because it'll reduce crime. Of course, it will, and 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 it's obvious that it would. So, yeah, I don't know. He's, he sort of seems to be talking in, uh, in double Dutch there. Pardon the pun. Oh. Oh! Yeah, don't get that. So hopefully it won't be the case anyway. Fingers crossed. Maybe it'll come in next year. Hopefully we'll still get to Amsterdam the end of April with a bit of luck. But while we're on Mike Skinner and the street, should we move quickly on to our award winners? We've done our 2020 podcast awards last week. I think we should have called them the Soos, shouldn't we, really? The Soos last the week. The Soos, yeah. We missed, missed something. I did see that you awarded Uncle Douglas with his creator Soo, though. So there was obviously... There was a link. Um, yeah, some sort of brand... Yeah, advertisement within there. So, well, he was well, yeah, at, the Soho's, as it will forever be named. Now, he was he was absolutely uncontested, wasn't he, Uncle Douglas? Like Vladimir Putin, there was just no competition for him, was there? <laughs> I don't think the sound clip of the year. But I did throw a few of the awards out to the listeners and to the followers on Instagram, and I've got some of the results for you here, Popey. Album of the year, our man Mike Skinner just picked Buster Rhymes, fifty-three to forty-seven percent. It was touch and go. He was behind at one point, but. A little bit of streets following coming, coming later. On reflection, stay after we recorded. I was I was going through the archives, seeing if uh, Elton John had released anything last <laughs> last year, um, and he hadn't. So no. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of take that one on the chin. Well, we'll have to ask Parley later if if he's got an Elton John cover in the in the locker, won't we? Psycho comedy when they're back. Well, on the road. I expect some sort of duet down the line. Yes, that's certainly something I'll be posing to. <laughs> The unlikely look-alike, this might come to you. Tell you what, he dresses like Elton John, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you get on to Sean's wardrobe with him a little bit later on, yeah? I, I thought that might be interesting. Yeah, why not, eh? Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not the sort of club you'd wear for uh, going to get a pint of milk around broad green newsagents, no, Pope? <laughs> 
No, I just conform to what is your, your stereotypical 30-odd scouts, really. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite sort of vanilla in my dress sense, yeah. Not, not, not too outlandish, not too out there. Maybe Sean can do a Gok One job on you or a, a Bobby Firmino job on you. Face up and pimp your wardrobe a bit, maybe, but... The unlikely, the unlikely look-alike award, Popey, we put up Ginny Sack and Park Ji-sun against Steven yeah. Gerrard and Gandalfini. Ginny Park, Park Ji-sun absolutely walked it, 63%. <laughs> no, what's up with people? Well, how many votes are you talking? Five votes or something? No, no. The, the general consensus from our, our no. listeners. No, the vote was good. That. The vote was good, Popey. The vote was up to like 40, 40s. And certainly... For the last award that we've put out there, the Lockdown Barnet Award of the Year, it was our new mate Sonny Edwards against Nick Luck. I think there was about 60 people who voted on this because I think he shared yeah. it. He shared it, Sonny, didn't he? With a little bit of back and forth with us on his on his own Good Instagram. Lads. Sonny yeah. romped it with his pigtails. 73% Sonny Edwards wins the Lockdown Barnet of the Year Award. All in favour of your winner by unanimous decision. Showtime, Sonny Edwards. Yeah, that's that's what happens if you if you if you have a sort of that's 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 the problem with democracy, basically. State. Yeah, I think the uh, yeah Nick Luck. How you can't pick Nick Luck there is beyond me to be honest with you. And uh, obviously the listeners have spoken, but they've spoken incorrectly ultimately. I think a lot of but, them. I think a lot of them voted with Sonny's Sonny's followers as well. I think they checked in through his uh, Instagram story. But our listeners benefit stage. Do you want to? Do you want to explain? Yeah, you mentioned there that he shared it on his platform and. And that you, you mentioned at the start of the show that he might be a potential guest next week. So, uh, obviously, you've, you've informed me of it, but do you want to, just for the listeners' benefit, just uh, yeah, shed a bit more, yeah. more light on that and give it a bit more detail? Yeah, well, well, as I say, I put the poll out between Nick Luck and Sonny Edwards, who had the worst lockdown barnet, and Sonny... Sonny took a little bit of umbrage to it, really. Threw a comment our way saying, oh, look at these crying scousers. I'm still bitter because I've left a few of them on the floor, something like that. I've beat a few scouse boxes in me time. <laughs> so, shots fired. I think I went back and said something about Tuzio's still maybe being open and might be able to sort his barnet out. <laughs> <laughs> Sonny's come back saying, uh, nah, you're all right, mate. I've uh, I've seen them Ketwigs up in Liverpool. I'll, I'll avoid a, a Scouse barber <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> so we've got into it back and forth on the uh, on the inbox. And yeah, I've asked him to come on the show next week. He's well up for it. He said he's going to come and have a have a little gab with us. So I hope you've got your head guard next week, Popey. Sonny's going to going to come firing, I think. He's not mates with Tony Bellew, is he? He's not coming on to fight Bellew's battles. Obviously, I've given plenty of stick down the line. Well, you've got quite the record with boxers, haven't you? Derry Matthews was your Keegan of the Year, wasn't he? For saying it's the Callum Smith would knock out Canelo. So, maybe you can... And then I've likened likened Bellew to Andy Ruiz, haven't I? And a few few other slighter boxers over there. The episodes, but no, I tell you what, though, that's 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 really good. One, how does he know with with a Liverpool a Scouse duo? I'm I'm guessing he's a fan of the show, or no? It's it's in the bio. It's in the bio, so he must have been tagged on Instagram. Then he's looked at our page before he shared the story and and you know commented back, and it says Liverpool based sports betting pop culture podcast in the bio. So he's thought we've we've come after him for his. For his resume and his victories over Scouse boxers, but it, it wasn't. It was playful, and uh, and come on, he's gonna have to explain this haircut next week. He he couldn't expect not to get some grief for for that barnet he showcased. <laughs> Is he coming on for a fight then? Has he? How's it being left with him? Have nah, you managed it, to uh, it, 
very much in jest, or what? It's all in do good need, jest. Do we need to get Louise's boxing gloves out? <laughs> it's all in good jest, lad. It's all in good jest, I think. Bring your head guard, bring your mouth guard. There could be some shots fired, but I think it'll be cool. Okay. You know? I think we'll have a good crack. Good, yeah, good of them. Just while we're mentioning shots fired, I think it's an easy segue into uh, what's been going on stateside, politically, uh, with Donald Trump. Oof. 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 I, I mean, we were we were recording last week as it, as it was all happening, so we didn't get much of a chance to comment. In sport and terms, did you see that the PGA Tour have pulled all events from Trump venues? There'll be no tournaments played at his courses or resorts going forward. Big move from the PGA? Most notably the PGA Championship, one of the four majors yeah. in 2022, is due to be held at one of Donald Trump's courses. Was so it? That was the sort of yes. So that was sort of that was the one out of them all, which which obviously garnered the most headlines. But yeah, did you see Steve? Probably the the, the the biggest standout thing for me from the uprising or the the anarchy that we witnessed last last week in in the capital. Did you see? And, and again, this is just just really lost for words. I know where you're going with. I think I know where you're going with this. But go on. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, I might surprise you. Yeah. So obviously, the people who stormed the Capitol building, included in that that mob, was uh, an elected Republican politician. Was part of the mob that stormed the Capitol. Really? Yeah. There was also a Texas mayoral candidate, <laughs> and also a Chicago CEO. Wow. So basically, just starting with the elected Republican politician. Not only has he stormed the the Capitol building, but he's also live streamed it on his Facebook. So he hasn't gone about it in a way where he's disguised himself uh, in any way, shape, or form. No, he's actually gone one further and actually streamed it, live streamed it on his Facebook. But where I mean, four or five people died, was it? Five well, people. Yeah, they did. But but this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, Trump called for it, Pope. You know, he was asking people to. Get out there and, and, you know, protest. And it's typical Trump, innit? What have we said about him on this show before? He's a confidence man. He's a bluster merchant. He said he was going to walk with them. He said he was going to be down there protesting with them. Absolutely <laughs> nowhere to be seen, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's obviously, it's one thing which happened and in a, in, a, in a sort of the biggest, most powerful country in the world, in America. It's not something you would expect to be seen. You'd expect it's more so in like a third world country, for instance. But I just think it adds so many more layers to it, the fact that an elected Republican politician and also a Texas mayoral <laughs> candidate were part of the mob that stormed the building nice. and they were sort of wearing it as a badge of honour. The, the, the politician, for instance, it reminded me of something that, like, behaviour you'd expect to see out of someone like Kenny Powers, for instance. Yeah. If he's found and down, done another series, and he was a politician, for instance... Yeah. But then even then, you'd probably think it was a bit too much. Mm, people have lost their minds over there, haven't they? Where do you see it going, Popey? I've heard different opinions on it. People think they're edging closer to a civil war. There's a lot of talk of arms being loaded and, um, you know, protests with weapons. I, I'm i no political American expert, like, but I get a feeling that I think moderate Republican voters and people who were starting to go down, you know, the, the supremacist or the extreme route, I think they're going to maybe take a step back and go, these are fucking terrorists, these guys. This is not for us. This is not how this, this country should be run. I think it might actually be a beneficial time in American history rather than it descending into complete chaos. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America, do not represent who we are. 
What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. And it must end now. I think it'll get worse before it gets better, though, to be honest with you. I, yeah. think I can see a civil war or even yeah. a race war materialising. One of our listeners, who's the work colleague of mine, Johnny Blower. Uh, Fucking <laughs> hell. Incredible name, by the way, it, Johnny. We've never really addressed that in work, but there you go. Is he coming to Amsterdam he, with us, or...? I'm sure he'd like to, yeah. Whether his whether his wife would let him is, is a different matter entirely. <laughs> First shout out on the show, mate. He's well versed on his American politics, and he called it to me. I think a day or two before it actually happened, because of obviously the planned protests yeah. in Washington, and he said there'll be there'll be anarchy in America this week, and that's wow. how it transpired. So maybe we can get him on because, uh, as I say, he's extremely well versed on, on on American politics. The only thing which which certainly you might take exception to is he's very pro Trump, very pro Trump. Wow. Okay. Still, yeah, even now, so. oh, that massively so. Yeah, yeah, re- wow. really pro Trump, and I think he's got the Make America Great Again cap. Uh, oh, the mate. full, but he, but he knows his stuff, and he did stop listening to our uh, podcast for a period of time. I think it was after the the, the show that we done a little bit on the election, maybe the election. Yeah, yeah, and obviously we were sort of anti-Trump, and we were saying that. Yeah, the sorts of deep-rooted issues over there, and yeah, he took exceptions to that really, and he Does stopped he? listening for a period of time. But I've managed to get him back on, and he's enjoying it. And Johnny Blower he has offered the services before, so Johnny Blower, if you want to get on, yeah. say your piece, then maybe rather than Steve putting me head to head with all of our guests, you could have head to head with them, maybe. Johnny Blower, yeah, I'm, I'm open to have a little gab with Johnny Blower. Does he know that I've got Biden in the death race? Surely that's got him back on side. <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows we'll have to get a pick for it from Parley as well for that I don't know if it's uh, it's to his taste but he's not well, can not... I just put another nomination forward not from me but from one of our other listeners yeah. Craig Craig Ricks oh yeah uh, go on who very, very kindly donated yeah, uh, the headsets to the show let me get me which uh, I use let me get me death let me get me death race list up here I think go on go on Craig Ricks your brother-in-law well you know in all but in all but legality yeah, yeah exactly. whatever yeah Go on, who's he going so, for? So, yeah, he sent me this yesterday. June Brown, known best for dot cotton fame off EastEnders. Uh, what's he know, though? What's he been reading? Is she I don't know, lad. He reckons, he reckons she might come back as dot cotton and snuff her in the laundress, he reckons. <laughs> so, June Brown, dot cotton for Craig Ricks. I mean, I do think she smokes them bifters, doesn't she? They don't look like candy ones, do they, on set? I remember watching a documentary once, and she was uh, she was drinking a cup of tea through a straw, like which is my sort of a bad memory of June Brown, which is a bit mad. Like John Mullen, I, I believe, is nominated too. I can't get an answer out of him. He put forward Loach, is it Ken Barlow on Coronation Street? What's his name? Bill Roach. Yeah, he's plenty of life. In I him, think yeah, so. Top Goose. Top Goose. One. He reckons he's had sex with about five thousand women. You know. He could be the new Robert Kilroy Silk, yeah. He might even usurp him as the top goosey, yeah. I think there's... He's 88, Bill Roach, lad. He's great for his age, I think so. I think think he could do 188, Bill Roach. Yeah, I think that's a bad show for him, and I think there's plenty of rotten left in Roach, isn't there, by the sound of things? (laughs) His other one was, was, which quite fittingly, really, because it's... It's the Soho theme tune that we use every week for the tip of the week, but he was going for Shane McGowan. 
I'd assumed he was already dead. No, he's going. So let's get them in the list. Junebrown.com. He must have a, he must have a bar of tooth in his head, hasn't he, Shane McGowan? I think he got them done again, but then I think he wrecked them again. Yeah, a bit of a bestie job with the, with the new liver, yeah. Absolutely uh, kamikaze, the... Kamikaze, there's veneers by, by the sound of things, yeah. So, yeah, a couple more for the death race. Just pr- bringing it back to Trump there from a sporting point of view. Did you see that Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots coach, turned down the Medal of Honor from Trump this week? I, I thought he might have gone for it myself, such a competitive man, and he's he's not won anything this year, as he might have been a bit of silverware for him. Is it a bit rich, the big statement from the Pats at this stage? New England taking the moral high ground, they've had... The Aaron Hernandez saga. They fucking owner Bob Kraft was getting hand jobs at a Miami massage parlor. What? Like last year. <laughs> Is it a little they bit? They are rich? without doubt the most corrupt organization in sports. Oh, yeah, massively not, hypocritical. Not massively. Only, I thought he would have been pro Trump, to be honest with you. Well, that's what I was going to say. Not only that, massive Trump supporters, by all accounts, the Kraft family. I think, I might be wrong. I think at one point a few years ago, Tom Brady had a, had a maggot on. I'll have to try and dig that image out, yeah? Is that a little bit after the fact, making the big protest now from, from Belichick and the Patriots? Yeah, I think I think he was just adv- advised as such Yeah, to, to, to obviously not accept the award, just given, obviously, what's, what's transpired last week. I think if it wasn't for, for the events that happened in Washington last week, he probably would have accepted it, but... Wouldn't have been a great look. Not that it's particularly bothered the Pats in the past, and, and as I say, they they uh, yeah they got pl- plenty of skeletons in the closet oh. early, haven't they? So every yeah everything you want, murderers, homicide, the flake gate, they've had they've had it all thrown at them, haven't they? The Pats, they are probably the most cheating sports side in in history. Would you say maybe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, as an organisation, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, I, I I couldn't even think of anyone you put up against them. Maybe the Manx, but obviously that's that's coming from a Liverpool fan. And yeah, and the, the less said about that, the better. I think I don't think we're going to spend much time on Sunday's game, are we? As you say, the way we've been jinxing Liverpool recently, I think uh, it's probably best to best to review yeah. it rather than preview it this week. But looks like we've got Parley coming on here, Popey. We'll cut to Sean here right. and and we'll we'll catch you up on the Blue Boys, eh, with Parley. Switching yeah. to video, Popey, then, for Pauly. That's what they settled in. Like you said, very Al-Qaeda vibes, innit? Very ISIS, you think? Mm-hmm. ISIS, yeah. Not so much ISIS, more isolated. Yeah, I'm not... There oh, he is. Yes. Can you hear me, voice, lads, yeah? Yeah, I've got yes. you nice and clear there, Sean. I see you. Right, Sean. You see me, lads, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah I see you, yeah. Thanks, Ron, for coming on. Oh, God, lads, aren't we, yeah? You'll have to excuse me. It looks like he's in a bunker somewhere, doesn't it? Some sort of cave. Going for Afghanistan chic. <laughs> Going for something like, yeah. I'd usually have a cap on, but, uh, Sean, did, didn't you say to our John once you were missing my baldy head, so I thought I'd get me a little baldy head out for you. Ah, uh, lads, it's a gorgeous baldy head, though. There's no blemish, No blemish. How's tricks, lad? How's things you're in, Sean? You're all right? How's the lockdown treating you? Sean, lads, it's sad to be off, off, sad to stay off the aisle. 
just before like, New Year. Yeah. Just trying to do like a bit of a dry January because usually it's all bollocks stuff for me, do you know what I mean? Because we've got gigs and that, but yeah. like, staying at home and that, like, do you know what I mean? Fucking hell, you want to be able to get back into your kecks, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. I've seen some of them little jagger kecks that you wear as well, Sean. Fucking hell, you'd have to wear. Uh, I have to stay off the mince pies, lad. Like? I've seen them jagger kecks that you wear, like, you, you know, you've you've got to, keep, uh, got to stay no, lean, haven't you? Can you can see everything, can't you? And lads, and that's it, like, I, was, I put them back on in, like, November, and lads, I was walking around Betty Street with a fucking duck ass. It was fucking heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, so, Steve mentioned you're a casual listener, so you might sort yeah. of that we've previously had former Everton player Peter Reid which I'm, I'm sure you'll be glad to hear we had Psycho Comedy didn't we was was one of the tunes on, on the Merseyside soundtrack we had we had one of your tunes we did yeah oh, that's yeah, right yeah Peter yeah. Reid we also had Wayne Smith as well who's the head coach at the Golden Gloves gym and as good as they were as guests one thing he didn't do really is elevate us as a show to the next level because of their lack of sort of social media traction on the back of coming on so I just want to thank you really in advance for all the retweets and he's, general love you could give the show after today. He's obsessed. Oh yeah, lads, you'd be, be fucking bigger up to fuck, lads. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's obsessed, Sean. Sure. Uh, we'll get Tom Davies on here, lads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, is he your I'm mate? I that to Steve last time. Yeah, I know Tom. But uh, I think Steve didn't believe me last, what, when I was speaking to him last time. But yeah, I'll try and get, we'll just, I'll try and get him on. Yeah, we'll get him on. He could be a swing, couldn't he? You could pass for the Tom Davies lookalike. Unlikely lookalikes. We're going to do them with you later. What's that? We're doing the unlikely lookalikes with you later. We're doing the unlikely lookalike section with you later. So you oh, can... yeah, I can't wait for that. That's my favourite bit, love. So we'll see. <laughs> he hates it. Pope hates it. Do you? Why, lads? I, I, I can't quite grasp it. I know, obviously, the clues in the title, unlikely lookalikes, but I just get more, uh, more Obs- obscure like by, yeah. by the week. And I don't know. Any fella that looks like a woman or vice versa or... Any black woman who looks like a white man, then that's that's good enough for Steve, even though there's no resemblance. Like so, I'm just trying to get my head round it. So, <laughs> I feel as though I've got a grasp on it. It just throws another curveball in. So, but I'm struggling with it to be honest with you. But that Yeri Mina one was mustard. That Yeri Mina one was the best lad with the one out of Maiden Chelsea. Come on. <laughs> Did you see it? Could you show? Did you see something there? There's something uh, there. Like, I've always thought it. There's something there. Have you? Yeah. Tell you. Sure, yeah. I reckon, I reckon you've got something going there, you know, Steelers. Yeah, I know. I reckon you can take that. I reckon you can take that to Ben as well, lads. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I think we should only start with last night's game, shouldn't we? Fucking some result after the Blues down at uh, down at Molyneux. If we have to. Yeah, fucking hell, Molyneux. That grand name is horrible. Shit. For as good as Molyneux, uh, sounds like a new school or something, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, like, that, that, that result last night, lad, is fucking, it was a bit like the way we, when we won Leicester, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We fucking, we grafted that, we grafted that, and everybody keeps saying about us, <clears throat> even Blues, you know what I mean? Everyone keeps saying, like, fucking, uh, you know, they're going to fall off and all like that, but it's like, well, we're in January now. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying that, but we're not fucking bottom. We're not bottom half, are we? What we used no. to? No, no, no. And we're not fucking. We're not. We're not tenth either. And people, you know, going fucking points and all like that. You know, it's a type. It's like, yeah, but we're still fourth. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. That's the way I look at it. Like, you know, if if we're still winning games like that, and you look at it, you look at it, you look at our injuries and as well. We've got fucking. We've got we've got holes everywhere. Loads we're out. still managing to beat Wolves. I, I you know, a lot of people expected Wolves to beat us yesterday, and I can't at this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. 
because they're, they're a good side aren't they but you know what fucking Ancelotti Anche, we've got a good manager we haven't got fucking no marks anymore have we do you know what I mean like little fucking PE teachers you know what I mean <laughs> you mentioned there Sean you're in fourth do you reckon you could stay there till the end of the season and, and the terms of the season as a whole like what are you asking I don't, I don't, I don't know I mean I mean good feeling you think you think fucking hell everything is going to end up fucking getting whacked about fucking five five games on the bounce or something like that you know what I mean and we're going to end up finishing about seven or eight and it's going to be one of them oh we missed out on Europe and all like that but you know, realistically, Europe, you know, it'd be bad if we didn't finish Europe because it's just like fucking hell. How are you beating all the? How are you beating the top sides? Nah. Yeah, and not finishing in Europe. Yeah, would you take Europe, whether it be top four or top six? Would you take that over an FA Cup or which would you prefer? No. I mean, you get into Europe through the cup, don't you? So, <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. But no, what don't know what the Pope are. I reckon like fucking no. You want something to look forward to. Um, winning a cup. Mate, the FA Cup's a fucking boss cup, by it the is, way. It is, it is. It's underrated. Well, like, you, you're talking to the traditionalist here, by the way. He loves it. Love the FA Cup, Sean. Love it. Oh, really? You like. need to win that cup with, with something, I reckon. Liverpool, don't get me wrong, I'm saying you need to fucking do it. Because he's a fucking, you know, you know what, you know how good Liverpool are, everyone knows how good Liverpool are. But you know what I mean? Do you know, like when fucking Arsenal, I don't know, Arsenal or whatever, United and that, when they used to win that and that together, it was like fucking yeah. hell, you can't touch it. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, has, that's what Klopp has to do. And you just can't. Yeah. The domestic double, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the FA Cup. I was saying last week on the show we were talking about it. And. Steve was saying, like, as, a, as an Everton fan, wonder whether they'd prefer top four or FA Cup. And I said at the time that I think you've got a better chance of winning the Cup than you'd have top four. But like you said there, you beat the likes of Leicester and Wolves that are a place to go away. So with a good manager like Ancelotti, who knows? But as I say, I still think maybe this is yeah. a bit, bit too much. I'll, of answer, I'll answer your question there. If Everton beat right, our, next, our next two games, I think, in the league or something like Wolves and then... And then we play Leicester. Not Wolves, fuck off. We should play Wolves. Our next team is Villa and Leicester. Yeah. If we beat Villa and Leicester, then that's fucking serious shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. The thing is, Sean, the thing I'd say as well, it's Ancelotti's getting results. I don't think he's a particularly playing well yet. Maybe he's going to start putting in better even performances rather than results. He's getting the results at the moment, not necessarily the performances. He's playing four cents an arse, lads, you know what I mean? I know, I know. <laughs> the fuck's going on? That's, you know mad, what I mean? that's, like, that's mad, isn't it? That's just mad. You, you, you like seeing, like, I don't know, three fucking centre-forwards, three three centre-midfielders even. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're four, three, three, but four centre an arse, lads. Like, fucking hell, he's holding one. It's a masterstroke, though, isn't is it? Is that by design, like, or is, that, is he being forced into that because of injuries? You know, you, you know, we had Lucas Enos and Coleman. And then he's got the four, four centre-half, but because Holgate and Godfrey are like light and quick, it's kind of working, do you know what I mean? It's not like we've got fucking Mina. Fuck. You're getting Mina left back, lad, do you know what I mean? You fucking, you might as well watch Made in Chelsea, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> Yerry Mina is a top, for me, I, I think it, it's been his season, Yerry Mina, he, got, he used to get, he was getting shit and that, and I've always, I've always liked him. Yeah. I've always thought he was like a bit like, he could be our Sylvan Zistan type of fucking play, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Just rock hard at the back, a bit of an eyelash, you know, pinches here in the back and that. Get a and goal. He's, he's it, got it. a goal in him as well, yeah. and he's lost a few this year. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? We've had a few five p heads, you guys are over the bar all the time, do you know what I mean? Like, 
with, with, with Keenan, Ina, still, I think Keane's Keen scored four goals this season. So yeah, it's not, not bad. bad. You know what I mean? No, That's it's not want. bad at all. That's what you wanted. Eh? But that result yesterday, you were saying there about Molyneux being a horrible place. Sean, we were talking about it in WhatsApp groups last night. I remember going down there on a fucking Tuesday night. Dudek, Howler, Kenny Miller equalised. Ah, oh, horrible, mate. I mean, we got back to town and it was all you could drink in the bar VR for a tenner on a Tuesday night. Just a horrible midweek, but one of our listeners, Paul, do you know Crowey? He was in the aeroplanes with uh, Chris Kearney. He's, he's in one of my one of my WhatsApp groups. Yeah, I know all, I know all their features, yeah. He was saying... Is he a fellow blue as well, as he staying? No, 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 he's a big red, Crowey, but he was he, he had mates from Wolverhampton. He went to Molyneux one season and uh, he said Alex Ray equalised against us. He was in the Wolves end, like, and he said... Alex Ray equalised that he's seen a fella jump out of a wheelchair celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd been told, apparently this fella was known for it. He must have been fucking on the jigger, you know what I mean, on the sly. He got told, he said, look, keep your eye on this fella if we score, like he's going to go fucking nuts out of his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> social everywhere. Fucking mad, fucking <laughs> mad. What are you making of the mad season now in terms of going the game, Sean? You're, you're a match goer, aren't you? Is it is it killing you not being able to get to Goodison? Well, fucking hell, it's like by the time if we get this new Grammy, it won't be fucking going back. No, I'll never be able to fucking. I won't be able to like fucking sit on fucking some half fellas knee that I've never even met before. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Watching the match, that's what it's like at Goodison, lads. Oh, I. Do you know what I mean? I've been enough. We've still got fucking wood and floor in Goodison, lads, and I don't mean laminate or anything like that, or anything like you get in the fucking <laughs> wayfarer or Ikea and all like that shit. It's wood and floor, lads. It's fucking it's like your floorboards. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it, though, you know, lads, and especially, yeah. like, do you, know, do you know what I mean, boys? After, especially with this lockdown, like, you know, where people call it a fucking shed and that, I was looking at it, you know, it's got loads of character and yeah, that. Yeah, of course you'll have. You look at loads. You look at loads. Of the, I mean, it's good ways you've developed Anfield and like Chelsea, it's on Stamford Bridge actually. But you look at these grounds like Villa Park, Everton, you know, Goodson Park, yeah, Anfield, Stamford Bridge. You no, know, they're fucking boss, then mate. Definitely. Like, you know, the Emirates is boss and all like that. But fucking Highbury, do you know what I mean? It's, it was Highbury, wasn't it? Pauly, the, the, the Emirates. I went to that when we played them in the quarterfinal of the Champions League, and we were in the Arsenal end. And I think, was it Dirk Coit scored the equaliser? We went fucking nuts, me and our Danny jumping around. And it's like a library. Nobody told us to sit down. You, you don't want that, do you? You want the fucking... No, you don't want that. You, you want a bit of niggle, a bit of atmosphere. Program, but at the same time, you've got, you've got to move with the times and, 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 and obviously you've got to update your ground accordingly, haven't you? Do you reckon, on Bram... You're very lucky. Can you see that happening, Sean? Because obviously there's, it, it, there's sort of been talked about for a, for a long time now. Not even a brick being laid, has it? I mean, these things take time, do you know what I mean? But fucking hell, I've been wanting to get ground for fucking years, just like, you know, since I was a kid, it's always been in the front of the Echo, even when they used to deliver the Echo. Fucking <laughs> I used to see it. I'm down. Everton, Everton, Bestway, Everton, Kirby, Everton, fucking this. Uh, you know, it, it, it's either going to happen or it doesn't happen. And, yeah. You know, the way, the pan, the, the way this has happened with the pandemic, that'll probably be the fucking excuse for when Everything's you're down the ground now, because yeah, that's it, got the excuse. <laughs> It's not good that Chippy Tits is doing porridge either, is it? I think that that's not going to help, is it? Oh, that big, that big fat swat anyway, do you know what I mean? Like, fucking hell, like, I don't know how he's even, like... Do you know, that, that was a thing, I hated that sort of, like, connection with our yeah. club. Yeah, that link. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's not, he doesn't represent, he's not like an Everton fan, do you know what I mean? He's like somebody who don't support someone's shit, him.
gigs have obviously been off and all years mm. that having an impact on not just you but the band as well not just financially but, but, but creatively as well and I guess oh, it's the worst, worst, of doing live gigs like it's the worst the worst time I've ever had this I mean like I've been playing shows for years you know what I mean like our first because we just released our record just before the lockdown it was like we Feb- it was February yeah. and we were fucking flying us. oh yeah we, yeah, were yeah. About, we were we were on the cusp there and our first lockdown mate you know what I mean like, as, you, as you probably know we're speaking to your John Thursday you know yeah. what I mean like our first we were enjoying it it was like a, it was like you know fucking hell time to you know catch up with the telly and loads and loads of pizza and I don't know, it was like a novelty way in it at first yeah it was it was probably like you know what I mean it was like we fucking and at first it was all alright and that but then like I think it got to like August last year I said to, I said to me Mr. Taylor like, hang on a minute I'm not fucking zooming I'm usually doing it no I'm just I'm got I'm, I'm all done his hands watching fucking KB or enthusiasm and fucking great choice like know, in fairness going to go do, do, working and that and then it's like hang on a minute fucking hell I'm, I'm I'm not going to do the, I'm not going to gig and that we, the band ate it you know what I mean we all eat it got records there that we want to go and plug and that you know what I mean and it's just not fucking fair I suppose is it but no, you know everyone's in, the, everyone's in the same boat I keep hearing that but I mean when you've just released a record mate it's heartbreaking no mate no no I don't think people are I think you know ourselves what we do we've been able to work from home on laptops and We've actually got more of a creative output, I think, from being in lockdown. I've done more creatively than I have for years since we were doing the magazine. Me and you've done this pulpy, haven't we, from from the get-go, March. If you're in bands and, you know, use as such a live experience, Sean. I think I first seen you at the Captain Beefheart tribute gig. And it's like, if you can't get them future dates in your diary... I, I don't know, it must be hard, mate. It must be hard week, week, week to week because you work as well, don't you, as well as the band, Sean? So I can imagine yeah, you're working. Yeah. Usually you'd have your creative output, you'd have your gig and you'd have your you know your band stuff at the end of the line with it. Well, that's like my gym. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it's like. Can't, that sounds a bit fucking... can't believe you've just said that fucking hell. But yeah, <laughs> that's like... It, it is, in a way, do you know what I mean? That's, oh, that's a good analogy, like, yeah. When I go... Well, I mean, if you listen to our tunes, when I go in the room and I like fucking, I, I, I don't just do that on stage. I go in there and fucking give the beans, you know what I mean? And having a bevy and then seeing people and talking about it and going outside for the fucking cities and talking music and then just the whole fucking thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and yeah. It's kind of like that whole excitement. That, 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 when's that coming back? Am I gonna, you know what I mean? You know, I might just have a ball's head like you, lads. My diamond blue, lad. That's it, lad. But like, fucking, it's uh, I can't. I think it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna return, isn't it? It doesn't feel like that at the minute, but it, it will do. Of course, it will, it'll, it'll return back to some sort of semblance of normality in the, the not so distant future. I think, and there's going to be restrictions in place for a long time now, but that doesn't mean that gigging won't return in some capacity at least. For, I think I don't know by the summer, hopefully. But are you getting in the studio, or is everything shelved at the moment? Well, we can sort of do that, mate, but I can't, like, I've just, I've just put, a, like, a fucking a record across there of all the songs that I've had for, for quite a few years. Yeah. I don't want to be lashing stuff out for it, just to go nowhere. No, no, exactly, yeah. You know, you want to be able you to... Need to be selective, yeah. Sean, I've, I've, I've noticed that you're not shy of expressing yourself, to say the least, with your, with your appearance and, and clobbering and that. I was just wondering how that's gone down over the years in Kirby. I think Steve's uh, got a... There for so many years with living out in Isle Village, but 
I'd imagine that uh, Kirby's a different kettle of fish, isn't he? Oh, yeah, fucking Tory boy there, you lads, aren't you? Fucking Hale Wood, lads, not fucking Hale. Fucking Hollywood down here. Hollywood down here, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, lads. You haven't fucking seen a main road in years, you lads. But yeah, fucking hell, Kirby makes. You know, Kirby's like, don't you fucking. Fucking kids running around in the knees, fucking roasting is getting passed over back garden fences and all that, you know what I mean? So, that, you know, even I look walking, that, walking around looking a bit mad. You, you see mad stuff every day in Kirby, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think that, like, you know, I think they don't expect me to talk like the way they're doing that and go with them, you know what I mean? But, no, I've been the, I've been the matching lipstick, mate, I don't give a fuck. Brilliant. Well, you lad. How did it start for your musically then, Sean? I was a, a blue nose Kirby kid, as you say, wind up as a flamboyant frontman. Like, how did your journey into music start? Me yeah, half a lot, lads, innit? You know, music and that. Yeah. Jam records, all that, and then, I don't know, I would have definitely maybe from Virgin Records store when it was on, you know, by Clayton Square, I'd robbed yeah, that. Yeah, And that was like me getting into it, looking at Liam and that, and then just like, I've been into all the New York stuff and now I'm into like loads of rap. So when you're into loads of front men and loads of fucking artists and that, you've got to have that thing to stand at the front, do you know what I mean? Mm. I can't hold my playing bass. Yeah. I don't know, I don't, you know, no one takes your photograph. But, uh, no, apart from, <laughs> from Colorado bass player, I think. It's a bit mad. You mentioned definitely maybe there, I think, generationally, that was the album of our generation that got a lot of young kids into, into music, really, weren't it? Yeah, fucking right, because it's kind of like... Music to go to the match too, and that as well, and it, and then it's music to like fucking, I don't know, be up, be up till six bells too as well, and yeah, it, it kind of, it's as you know, when you go on those fucking Tuesday benders, you could leave that on, couldn't you? Yeah, for all occasions, yeah. like yeah, absolutely. and I've done many a times in your case, Steve. Still doing it, yeah, <laughs> when we have a go. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Still having a definitely go. Maybe. Still trying to get them old fucking harmonies, like, in the kitchen by seven in the morning, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the fucking video. Your John fucking sends me videos, lad. I know he and does. Two bells. Doing the Libertines <laughs> album last time. Wait, wasn't he sending you them last time? Yeah, and you done the bit. There's a part in that Libertines records where there's, like, a scream and you do it, lad. That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant, brilliant. Then he'll tell anyone he wants to listen that he's teetotal. Don't work that one out anyway when he's done. Benders every weekend in the kitchen. Like. That's it, lads. Don't know what you're getting done, lads. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's not like he works anyway. He's not <laughs> really about it. As Mike Skinner says, I hardly party, but when I party, I party hard. That's the one, isn't it? It's the way to do it, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's it, lads. That's but, your fucking... That's your ethos. But just on your <laughs> album there, Sean, on Performance Space Number 1, as you say, it dropped in February... So fucking unlucky yeah. for um, all this to happen as soon as you release an album. 
it's such a political album and it almost <laughs> there's there's elements of it that almost feel like it's written for a pandemic you know this country's on its ass and lyrics like that and i'm presuming any new new material you're working on <laughs> has got a fair bit of boris bashing in it and what have you made of the tories handling of all this i mean I think what's what sort of, sort of crosses over and marries into what the writing that I'm doing now is that a lot of a lot of that was sort of like self fucking reflection that but I heard you know what I mean going off your head a bit going off your head more sort of like you know the state of the country and, and party and type of thing and yeah. all different factors like that but now it's kind of like isolation and the government mm. and fucking you know you know coming a bit hedonistic and stuff like that. so it's all that type of thing do you know what I mean and yeah people will want to hear a statement and the UK always want to hear anthems don't they so there'll be something like that I don't know whether it'll be us you know I'm certainly, I'm certainly writing I'm certainly creating you know so I've got some fucking caucus there mate I can fucking imagine bag, yeah. bags for them shoes mate I think your music I think your message you're putting across you know the combination of, of you as the front man and the, the spoken word they could be the perfect album for this to sum this pandemic up and it's just a shame we can't see us do the new stuff or, or even the, the the current album, you know what I mean? And and hopefully hopefully when once it comes back well, around, you might be the voice of this pandemic and the backlash of it. All psycho comedy need mate is to be is to be on the radio and people to see us and the message is there mm. and we'll carry on giving that message, you know what I mean? I think that like you need someone like that, you need some you need something with a bit of colour. It's all very well and good having fucking bands talk about what's going on. Mm. And it being grey and dreary, and that's good. I like realism. You know, you've got bands like Fontaine's DC. Yeah. But you need someone with a bit of colour and a bit of fucking, what is it, like, you know, a bit of, bit of a sinister, but like a bit of a parody type yeah. thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of humour in there. There was always a bit of humour with Oasis, wasn't there? You know, those lyrics wise and just to lift it a bit, as you say. And a lot of the time, a lot of the bands talking about this stuff, say the likes of Idols, I don't think they're living it, are they? What they're actually. Putting across. Well, I, I like that. I, I, like do. I don't really know what their situ- situation is, but I know what you're saying as well. Do you know what I mean? I, fuck, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not into all like that posh boys can't play and all like that, but you know, what, they're, what they're talking about. It's all, I think it's all like people are doing like that appropriation and all stuff mm. like that. So you do want to hear it from, you want to hear it from the artist who are on the bones of their ass, don't yeah. you, lads? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that, I feel like with the likes of Idols and other bands, that doesn't really, as good as the music is in, in a lot of elements, I feel like that, that doesn't feel like it really rings true well, like it does with you. Music should be celebrated with art and colour and, you know, something to excite you. The reason being is that the fucking country is on its ass, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's all as fuck. Yeah. We've got you've got a jag leader. Do you know what I mean? I've got the same air colour as him as well. Fucking gutters. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like you know, it's kind of like you know when you watch the footy and that and like yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool. I'm, I fucking hate you. You know what I mean? But Liverpool winning the league and that. Yeah. yeah that's that's possible as city like Liverpool. You've been you know you know fucking kills off by the Tories many times it's mad that you should win the league yeah. in a Tory government you know what I mean yeah and we've not been able to celebrate it art, but it's been a mess and it has been a mess of a year like such a fucking surreal oh, year you, you mentioned your hatred for uh, Liverpool there and being a listener of the pod yourself Moldy the disdain that I hold Everton in I'm just looking at Ed to the Derby next month and can you see it as tasty as the, the last Derby the Massacre of uh, a good park. I'm going to say massacre as well. I'm talking about an actual massacre whereby you, you took our two best players out. Can you see it get? Can you see any retribution 
in the derby next month for Anfield? Can I hope you two go into the game like that. I hope you go into the game wanting to fucking snap us because that'll be fucking brilliant for us. That because you know, you know. But I mean, I want what I want to see me because we've started saying this fully fit because we just took fucking Tiago Alcantara and fucking Van Dijk out. Horrible, horrible, horrible. But but if you remember rightly, soft ass right. If you remember rightly. Before when the if watch if you watch yeah, the derby, I know where you're going with it. Did she wear Vanzai? Was going into Amaz Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah, it's like yeah, and Amaz Rodriguez. He only so, don't try and justify it, lad. Come on, he's still, come on. He still he still got that little fucking bruise on his leg. Bless him, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> on his lovely shaved legs. Do you know what I mean? Out of order, that. We'll get our payback, lads. We'll get our payback. But, 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 but what I, 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 in derbies, I, I hate it. When we, I, I, I play in any team when they haven't got a fully fit team. I fucking hate it. I love a fully fit team, both sides, best players. There's no excuses then, yeah? Yeah, it's just shit. Yeah, so, so I love Van, Van Dijk. I don't what's wrong with him. Don't, don't fucking don't worry. He's over there. No one's heard of him for a while, have they? No. But uh, you know what I mean. I don't want his back fit or anything like that. But I love even if my, you know Hughes went got a belt for centre half and he comes in. I want to see that because really you should only be out your centre half sides. And if he's, uh, it's well, I'm going a minute. So we had two first three centre halves. Massive, you can't rely on him. I heard Massive getting called it a prawn cracker the other day. He's on bad sick note, don't really laugh. Oh, he's shocking, yeah, he's terrible, yeah. <laughs> he's but, he's, but he's great when he plays, when he has a run on the scene. That's he's the mustard. Thing. He is mustard when he plays, like. But I think, I don't think that could be, I don't think that should be too much of an excuse, but I mean, I think, I think Liverpool, he's got to go and get a centre half, hasn't he? He's looking at it, isn't he? But he's, you don't think, Paul? No, I can't see him, I can't see him doing it. Usually on switches against that business model, really, isn't it? Because mm. you know what, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a bragging sense because it, it won't be like that at the end of the season. But what, 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 what startled me last night was is that Everton have won more games than Liverpool. I know yeah. we've lost more, but that's I can't mad, get over it? that. No, that's we've mad. Won that. More games to use how's that even happened? Yeah, that's what you mean in the league this season. Yeah, we've yeah. won ten. You've won that. Yeah, it's mad. That that's not good, is it? He's got to go and get a centre half, mate. You know what I mean? He's got to. If it, I'd be fucking fuming if I was. Oh no, he's just won a league and that. But I'd be fuming. Not like it's not fucking cloth fault, is it? You just got to go and get it. at least someone fucking. You know, I don't know. Just fucking rag Johnny F, Johnny Evans off Leicester or something. Yeah, I something mad like that. You yeah, know what I mean? Cody. Or I think you can give us one of your four centre halves, can't you? <laughs> folks. Yeah, he's, damage yeah, you done to us earlier this season, like. <laughs> yeah, you just can have fucking Dave Watson. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably do a fucking job for us at the moment, Sean. How thin we yeah, are. Yeah, I know. But you know what, though? Like, oh, it's mad, isn't it? Because Fabinho's fucking good centre half, in my opinion. But, oh, he's better centre half than uh, midfielder, I'd say. I'd say so. Like, I think, 100%. Possible player of the I year if you win the league. I think uh, the, you, if you don't get anyone, do you reckon you should still win the league? Stay up so, anyway. <laughs> so, do you want to tell? Tell Sean how much you've had on us. No, I've, I've had a few quid on us to win the league. Listen like, to Sean. last week's pod to find out. <laughs> Come yeah, on, lad. We won't go into numbers. Come on, lad. Fuck it all. You'd be pretty anyway. No, it's a, it's a, it's a big hit. It's a big hit. And don't get me wrong. I think we'd have romped it. I think without the injuries, we would have fucking romped it. But I think we can probably, if we can get enough games out of Massive, we'd be all right. Because Massive and Fabinho look like they've been playing with each other for a fucking decade, like. The way Dave might Yeah, I think so, lad, yeah. But, and Sean, I know what sure. you're saying about, about signing a centre-back because it's not even about even for the next few months for the close of this season. 
you haven't got a clue what, what State Gomez and Van Dijk are coming back from this. So go out now. Go and do it now and go and go and sp- splash a few quid and get a centre-back, I think. There was talk of Ramos, wasn't there? Nah, it's never going to happen, lad. Just give him what's happened with him and Salah. And imagine what he'd be on, lad. He'd be on about 300 grand a week. Sergio Ramos. Great <laughs> sense of that. that. That's never happening, is it? I can't see that happening. Probably lad. win you the league in a Champions League, though. Yeah, but obviously, but why would he come to Liverpool on loan? For one, why Real Madrid let him go? Two, we couldn't afford him, really. We yeah. could, but we'd choose not to, given our fucking the FSG's business model. But anyway, about that, you mentioned Sean earlier about obviously you love the character of Goodison Park and the fact it's one of the old yeah. ground. I think that moves us on seamlessly. You've got a Jamie Redknapp story, haven't you, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was a young Liverpool player. I got sent it this week off my cousin Ross Jenkins, listener of the show. Listen to this, he said. When I was a Bournemouth player, I'd gone to see Southampton without any issues. So I thought as a young Liverpool player, I could go and see Everton. Big mistake. I wore a baseball cap and hoped no one would spot me in the Goodison Road stand. But after 10 minutes, I was hit on the head with a meat pie and someone yelled, fuck off, Redna. To be honest, it was a fantastic shot. What precision, right on the side of the head. I got hit by another pie a few minutes later. So I just had to sit there drenched in gravy and meat. <laughs> we left at half time. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't you, wasn't Sean? It wasn't you, lad. I hope it was one of my mates or one of my fucking mates or whatever. Try and find out, Sean. Try and get the word out amongst the, amongst the blue boys. Try and find out a bit red nap with a pie back in the day. You know what that's it's terrible like, but do you ever remember was it when we played United? Was it Carol? Do you remember fucking got it on the head? Fucking two quid coin. Yeah. It wasn't even a quid coin. It was one of those big fucking solid two quid. It was just on the grass <laughs> next to Sky like zoomed in on it. It was fucking hot. Must have more money than me. It does it does impact, it, doesn't like. it? It does impact the performances. Don't think Liverpool are a missing the Missing the fans a little bit. I know we've been good at home, and I know Goodison can you can get a tune out of use, can't it? Goodison, the atmosphere there. Like I just don't know when we're going to get it back. Do you? <laughs> I mean, it's got it. It's football, but our fans can't. I mean, how long? I've got fucking Premier League years on in front of me, and just looking at fans, there's like it's crazy how many people are sat next to each other and that, and it's yeah. fucking brilliant, isn't it, mate? You know what I mean? You can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I'd like to put a lot of uh, Derby questions in here. Please put, put all these questions to me. Absolutely. Uh, what's your favourite favourite Derby memory? Yeah, I suppose you won't have many, being an Everton fan, like, but if you can try. I'll and... get to fuck up. <laughs> right. I've got, I've got a couple. You're, you're right for a couple, yeah? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Go ahead. Danny Cadamastri. Oh, yeah. Of course. 2 1. Do you remember that one? Yeah, me, yeah. Me and I, Brian, me, I'll follow me. Went to the. I'm going to 2 1. Hadam Arthur, I mean, fucking hell, but I think he got fucking done for snorting beacon, St. John's, didn't he? Remember that? He used to. St. John's bug snorting beacon, and then he's fucking battered some woman after that. And then he. Did you know Hadam Arthur used to? He lived in Ale for a bit, yeah, he, he did love an after party. Oh, fuck off, lads! Honestly, Ale. Tory boy. He lived down here oh, for a hell, bit. Lads. And what he used to do is, as well, you know, he was on good coin back then. It's not like it is now, but he was on good fucking coin. And when he he used to have after parties in his house, and he'd uh, he'd, be, he'd be collecting a whip round for it. Come on, give you fivers, boys. Give you fivers, fivers. Honest to God, fivers. He wouldn't put the fucking ale on. He wouldn't put the ale on. Yeah. So Danny Cadamatri, I, I know I listened to the show, and my good mate Massey Staples. 
went to the fucking closet. He went to the closet. Went to the mattress on Danny Kadamatri. Argued till he was blue in the <laughs> face that he was better than Michael Owen. Didn't really age well, that shout. I don't think, did it? Fucking hell, Michael Owen, lad. Fucking hell. One of the best fucking centre forwards the past fucking 20 years. <laughs> yeah. All right, Matthew. <laughs> He went on to play for old Mag Clush, Casamarty, Dundee and everything. So I mean, not even me. <laughs> What's your other memory, Sean? No, it was a boss one, lad. When we fucked you, do you remember that time we won 3 0? Yeah. Hey, yeah, you won't be surprised to hear that I've got selective memory, so I must have, must have blocked that one out, I think. <laughs> but that, that day, do you know that day, right? That was the. That, I remember Carragher speaking recently, Joe, about like how we went into derbies, not fierce and that. And yeah. that day, Everton went in like that. I remember Alonso was on the floor and, and Kale was fucking leaning on him, wouldn't let him get up. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. That, that, that Andrew Johnson, weren't it? Then he slot two. Yeah, yeah, yeah Andy Johnson yeah. scored two. And that day, Rainer made the same mistake that Pickford did. Do you remember that when he parried it out the goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncanny, really. And I remember that day, Goldson was roaring. I was sat in the church end in the Gladys Street, and the carpers were fucking wanting to throw us out because we were going, because we I was just right, I was up that much. You know what I mean? I was just standing on my fucking seat all game, and that that was much what I feel like. Uh, that's what it feels like when you, when you fucking give us a good arse grip, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's what yeah. it feel like. You're, a you're, derby you're, wins good, like. Put you down, clean sheet, and, you know, you can't get the ball off the other team. That, that's what it's like to win, mate, isn't it? Oh, it what is. time you beat us, John? Probably, lads, fucking hell. I can't even remember <laughs> it, to be honest with you. Just made it up. <laughs> well, that nil-nil draw the yeah, year before cost us, the, cost us the league as well. That must have been quite a fucking, quite a result yeah, like this. That was, everyone says celebrate the draws and all like that, you know what I mean? Fucking putting all DVDs out and all like that, you know what I mean? But it's like, it angers you to say that, you know what I mean? We took something off you there, we've dropped your fucking sweets there, you know what I mean? <laughs> before because I want you to do the unlikely lookalikes with us Sean especially if it's your uh, your favourite segments but I just want to send you a little surprise here by text so if you get your phone right we mentioned Matty Staples there and he, he's uh, he's got together a little message for us here Derby related so I'm going to send it to the both of you now I just want you to uh, want you to watch it your end and, and give us your thoughts on it Popey there's it's been a bit of a call out here for you well yeah what's this <laughs> oh, watch this what's <laughs> Let's see. Super Kevin Campbell here. Oi, Ben Pope. If you keep going for my mate, Blue Mick, Big Kev's coming for you, pal. Up my conversations with the Pope. Up the toffees. Nice one. All the very best, Super Kev. Behave yourself, Ben, because Big Kev's coming to get you. Me and Blue Mick will sort you right out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lad, Kevin Campbell's on your case. That was boss, that was boss, that lad. That was fucking. That, how much you pay him to do that, lad? Fucking hell. I think I think it was about fifteen quid, but I think he's actually on the march for Pope. Pope's been calling him out for about the last what nine months. Kevin Campbell. I'll check and Have you heard that story? 
Have you heard about his pre-match diet? No, I'm on quest. You used to have a bucket of chicken nuggets before a game. Fucking hell. You kept up shopping as well, lad. Fucking hell, mate. I'll do that. Chicken nuggets. Honest to God, by all... He's threatening me, and then in the next breath, he's saying, nice one, yeah, take it easy. So I don't, I don't know which... Uh, which have you been to see, to see from that league? Have you been giving a shit, man? Oh. Yeah, I've called everyone out, Sean, to be honest with you. Tony, oh, yeah. Kevin Campbell, Derry Matthews, everyone's got it to me. So hopefully, like I said to you before, hopefully we'll stay as a cult classic and not a bestseller. Because if any of them yeah. that I've been spawned on this, uh, this podcast, like, I think I'm going to get filled in, I, in the W or something. Well, you see, Kevin Campbell's coming for you, lad. Should we do... Sean, you're going to do the unlikely uh, lookalikes with us? Oh, uh, yeah, lads, yeah, go ahead. Hang yeah. on, mate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you you might have to search some of these, you know, if you don't know them. Hang I don't on. know them, lads, fucking hell. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, I threw them, lad. I've got fucking two kids to put to bed. All right, all right. Hang <laughs> on. Fucking put our listeners to bed, yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck's... Oh, yeah, 32. Right, unlikely lookalikes, boys. Let's fly through them. Here's one for you, Popey. Big Office fan. Kanye West and Neil Godwin from The Office. This is from <laughs> Rory Egan. Yesterday's place. <laughs> that, lad. No, no, no. Sid, Sid, your picture of him. Sid, Neil Godwin, Pope, when he's in a leather jacket. Oh, no, Neil is, yeah. Who thinks, hands up, who thinks Neil's funnier than me? Of course. We all know Neil Godwin. Is. Don't have to look at him. And the big oh. fan goes. Swindler. That's from Rory Egan, now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Swindler. That's from Rory Egan at, um, at Yesterday's Blues on Instagram. What do you think of that? You're not having it. Yeah, but again, it's just like, obviously, you know why you like it? Because a white man's compared to a black man. That's all it is. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's not more to it. Yeah. That's fucking obscure, that one, lads. Something in the jaw, yeah, you know. Something in the jaw, if you have a look, there's, there's something something in the jaw. <laughs> something in the jaw. There's something there. Exactly, yeah. He's had his jaw rewired after a car crash. How can there be something in the there's jaw? There's something. Honestly, oh. if, you, if you search it, you'll see it. You'll see it. You'll see there's something there. What are the other ones? Matty Staples, another good blue listener to the show. We mentioned them already. He was Matty responsible for that text, by the way, that Kevin Campbell clip? Yeah, yeah, that's Matty. That's Matty, that's Matty and Blue Mix doing that, yeah. How did he pay? How did he pay Big Kev and Chick Nuggets by any chance? With <laughs> twenty bucks. Chicken Nugget Bitcoin. I think it was Chicken. Chicken. Yeah, exactly. Matty goes for Godfrey. What are your four centre backs? Ben Godfrey and Harry Dean Stanton. You know Harry Dean Stanton, the actor, don't you, Sean? Harry Dean Stanton, do you do? He's in all sorts. He's a real, real cameo actor. He's uh, Paris, Texas. He comes out the desert. Looks like Paris. he's being dug up. Yeah. Nah, lad. He's on the... Harry Dean Stanton. Fuck off, Ben Godfrey. You're not having it. Fuck off. Godfrey. <laughs> in what way? What folks have you got there? Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> He's <laughs> fucking picking names out of an act now, lads. Do you know what I mean? He looks like fucking Ben Godfrey. He doesn't touch it. Can you see why I've got an issue with it? It's getting oh, lads. low by the week. Especially when you've got two kids to put to bed, lads. Yeah, fuck, I'm right. <laughs> All right, let's fly through them. Let's fly through them. Dave, this is from Killer Crab Men, Danny McNeil. 
He goes for Go. David Moyes. And remember Dr. Fun on the cop is doll. Remember Dr. Fun's doll. <laughs> <laughs> Put that up. I go. Top to foot. Top to foot on the car. Fun doll. Remember his doll. Yeah, it's a shout, lad. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one, actually, lad. Yeah, very good. And I think it's <laughs> obscure to have Moisey in the cop, like, in it, I'd imagine. So that's probably the obscurity there. Team Moisey looks like that. Here's one for you, Sean. It's a front man, Metallica's front man, James Hatfield, and, and the lion from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I'll have that one. You're having that. You're taking that's, that. Yeah, I'll have that one. There's something there. Here we go. That's his little tagline, Sean. There's something there, which you'll know if you, if you listen to like everyone there. I might get a t- There's something there. I might yeah. get a t-shirt yeah. made. I might get a t-shirt made with Godfrey and Harry Dean Stanton's face on the back, maybe. What did Marty make me comments last week about is just sort of this outlandish views in general, really, and, and just sort of I'd love to the world through Matty Staples' eyes, basically. He's not been deterred, has he? He's back again with, with, an, with an outrageous one, clearly. Well, I think, he, I think he's just trying to, he, he's, he's just trying to sort of wind me up, basically. Is that is that his sole purpose for sending these in? There's nothing to it. There's no substance, like. I know you took, you took real exception of, of us calling out and John, Nicholas Sturgeon's ma last week, didn't you? That was one of the unlikely lookalikes last week. <laughs> I seen something in a WhatsApp group as well. Did you see that? That a, a, a nickname, Nicola Sturgeon's nickname in Glasgow University was apparently Seaweed. Because she was so ugly, not even the tide would take her out. Oh, <laughs> that was actually apparently a nickname was fucking Seaweed in Glasgow University. What's that? Seaweed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. She's horribly a laugh. Oh, fucking hell. Any, uh, any, any, any chances of a collaboration with Elton John in the, in the not so distant future, Sean, or what? I'd, I'd certainly go out and buy it. That's fucking right, lad. You know, he's fucking great, like, but you know, wasn't he one of the first ones to have that advanced day studio? I believe he was having like pure fucking needles in his head. Is this a hint to me, is it, Sean, or what? <laughs> no, yours, yours is by choice, lad, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a bit, it's a bit patchy at the back, yeah. like. Oh, by the, by the way, did she, did she, she drink toast in it? No, has he had it done again? For heaven? Oh, mate, he got shit on Twitter the other day. You know, like, lads, it looks like fucking, looks like candy floss. Oh, it's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? It's terrible. It's worse than, it's worse than Rooney's. No, it's like, have you ever seen, there's a scene in Mr. Bean, right, where fucking Mr. Bean cuts all the hair off, right, and then he gets it all off the floor again, or he gets all the shit and just puts it back on with, like, a bit of glue. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I think Shakiri's on the flip side of it, I think Shakiri's is one of the best stitches I've seen for us. What a fucking weave he's got on his head. <laughs> fucking hell yeah he looks like a little he's Chicago already. mob boss he's only missing a fucking little waistcoat and a Tommy gun looks like he'd bite you doesn't he yeah yeah he does Mike Steve-O Pavel not that unlikely this one but not bad Pavel Nedved Patrick Swayze and Point Break don't know if you remember Swayze and Point Break yeah not bad but this, this is where, this is where I, I can't quite grasp it this is where it's lost on me basically because there's some which I, I've put one forward in the past, and it was a fella, like a fella basically, an Italian bifterhead in the former events. It's Boss Sari. It looked like an Italian bifterhead, Don Pietro from Gamora. But they look alike, and that's that's that. It's an irrelevance whether they're both Italian or not, or whether they're both bifterheads or not. It's not unlikely. He saw, and he said it was the worst one ever. Terrible. And then people are putting Hilmer and whoever forward, like, and talking Swayze and Nedved. Yeah. You know, so, so what is it? Is it unlikely or is it not unlikely? Do you know what's a good one? Go on. It's unlikely, but a bit likely. 
This is your boss one, Ken Barlow, right, from Cody. And David Mitchell are the peep show. That's a fucking Yeah, good that's one. good, you know. I'm having that. That's a fucking good you one, man. Do you know what I mean? He should have played his star, lad. He should have played his star. Yeah. In Peep Show. Yeah, I mean? he could have. Got the same accent and everything. But yeah, that's it's, a good one. It's mad we were, Hey, Sean, we were talking about Ken Barlow. Before? before yeah, just before you come on. There. Someone put him forward for the death race. <laughs> plenty of life in him yeah have you got any nominees yourself for the death race or yeah sure we've been running a celebrity death race all sorts have been talk I'm on Joe Biden our John's on Michael Parkinson I think uh, <laughs> who are you on Popey Sir Tom Moore they're not Sir Tom Moore Captain Tom Moore <laughs> he'll never be a Sir my eyes for shuffling around his garden <laughs> but, um, who do you fancy Parley there who's edging closer to uh, to eternity uh, fucking Starmer <laughs> 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 really? You think he's gonna carry? Nah, nah. Well, lad, he looks like Gammon, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And it'd be boss as well. He's not one for the vegans, I mean, nah. is he? For, de- de- yeah, quite quick. Well, give Go me, on, give us someone. Give us someone. I'll throw you in the ass. Put you on the spot, yeah. Use for Joe Biden, lad. He is. I'm on Biden. Don't bore we've, we've had loads of takers. We've had Joe Brown. Used R- to play R- R- Cotton. Yeah. We've had. Billy Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson. Wow. Caveball. The Al Badger. Go on then. <laughs> it's horrible. Death oh. and service, yeah. Whilst oh. he's the palace man, yeah. The day Evans signs, ah, that's it. That's, that's when he'll let go. It's over. <laughs> he'll let go. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure and a delight to have you on here, lad. We'll have you on again, mate, down the line, if you want to come on and jump on with us when it's, you know, maybe pre-derby, post-derby. Any time, lad, you know what I mean? Fucking, I I love chatting shit, you know what I mean, with scouts. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'll fucking love to do this with you and abuse boys, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, well, this is... uh, You're on to something there, and any free gig tickets down the line as well, it'd be much appreciated. (laughs) Guest list all the time. Guest list all the time for you, Popey, lads. Yes, right, lad. Nice one. Thanks for coming on, Sean. Sean, love to you, lad, and take care. No and, uh, Big love, take care of you. Uh, take it easy, buddy. Yeah, we'll catch you up with you over the weekend. All right, lads, I hope you get beat by the man season a bit. See you later, <laughs> mate. It's all right. It's all right. He was great, wasn't he, Parley? Boss, he brilliant. Yeah, he was great. He's brilliant, fun, and honestly, as he says there, I'm really looking forward to going and have a pint with him again. He was one of the so last. lad, by the way. He's, he's come up with some funny shouts there, lad, when you listen back. Ah. Just some mad shouts, lad, but hilarious, like. Yeah, they, well, that's what you get from Sean, and uh, he's boss, mate, isn't he? Banging to his We'll go music. for the bevy with him, definitely, later yeah. in the year. We'll get out. Let's get right on to the, uh, the solo tip of the week, then, Popey, and wrap this up. We're, we're <laughs> looking like we're going to be a two-hour show again here this week, lads, insane. Let's set back on. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it does make a difference, you know. Sounds nice, that. I know, I should have really went with it, I think. Looks like I'm a gamer or something, done it on call. Yeah, teenage boy. But. I'd have been a bit self-conscious wearing that, talking to Parley, like. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, it's strictly for when we haven't got guests on, I think. <laughs> Tip of the week. So you're on. Yeah, tip of the week, let's go. Popey, I'm just going to go in and out with this. We've said we're not going to jinx Liverpool too much by overly talking about it. I don't want to overly analyse the game. I'm just doubling down on Thiago, man of the match. Don't know what odds he is, don't care. Going to back it on Sunday. Thiago, man of the match, be Man United. Get on it. Very good. You did also mention, and I've seen you put it up on the Instagram stories today, one of our very loyal listeners, Declan. Is it Declan Griffin? One of the Irish boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- Declan, Give us a anti-post yeah. article tip. Do you want to just give him a quick shout-out? Yeah, Declan actually sent a horse the other day. I'd sent him Chase Claypool. Again, I've got to put an after-time in, haven't I? I, I? In that Steelers game, I know it wasn't a great result for me, but I did tip him Chase Claypool, two touchdowns or more, 17-2. to two. So that was a little winner in the comments on the page. Yep. He come back with an horse that I missed. I didn't back it because I don't back horses, do I? But then he's give me a horse for the Arkle at Cheltenham Festival. How do you pronounce it, Popey? God knows. I, I, do you know what? Before we actually come on, I was... I, I, well, as we record and I listen to it as well, but I forgot it. Obviously, I think it's to Sean. I think it's pronounced energy mean. Energy mean. I think it's pronounced. Yeah, energy mean or energy mean. Yeah, energy it's one mean. of the two. Willie Mullins second in the bet now for the Arkle, I think, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. We did put it up on the Instagram today, or it'll be yesterday when this by the time this podcast goes out, and it was a twenty to one shot. Really good each way chance. Three places with Bet three six five. It won today. It looked fucking terrific, didn't it? Argument is now moving on from Captain Guinness as they come to the final fence. And argument the leader, Paul Town and over from Captain Guinness, who has given a good display in second place, but not quite good enough as Energumen and Paul Town and are coming away up the hill. And this horse will maintain his two from two unbeaten record over fences. Energumen, an exciting novice chaser, written by Paul Town and trained by Willie Mullins. Did you see the race, Popey? It did. It- yeah, it did. Yeah, I watched it, yeah. And as I say, it uh, looks good. I, I do think Shishkin is potentially unbeatable, but the Arkle does have a tendency to throw some shock results and it tends to be small fields and I can see Willie Mullins having more than one runner, so it might get a little bit tactical. And mm. Yeah, certainly, uh, I, I got on at the 20 to 1. I'm sure you did as well, so it's certainly a, a value pick for Cheltenham. Just before we do move on to my tip of the week, you mentioned that Declan did give you a horse earlier this week, yeah. which after it ran, you told me it had won, but obviously forgot to pass it on to me. Yeah. Uh, can you just ensure that you, you passed any such tips or horse picks from Declan or whoever else on to me prior to the events rather than after the events so I can, I can get on. No problem, Pope. Yeah, yeah, I will check in with you in future. I missed it myself, lad. It had ran and won before I was online. You know, I like to have little periods offline, don't I? So uh, maybe you can log into the my convos with the Pope Instagram and, and pick them up yourself, Popey. Have a little bit of interaction with our listeners, like I was saying before. Wouldn't have thought so, no. So anyway, just moving on to mine. Very quickly, wrap it up. NFL, divisional playoffs this weekend yeah i fancy two shock results two of the underdogs in a double first one of which is the la rams yes i'm with the rams myself come on well i've probably cursed it for you there buddy sorry they're away at the green bay packers who didn't play last week so they had the bye week because they had the best record in the nfc during the regular season mainly because of obviously aaron Rodgers' mvp campaign yeah 
But I really fancy the LA Rams, mainly because the Green Bay Packers made it to the NFC Championship game last year. And they got absolutely battered by my San Francisco 49ers, who at the time had the best defensive line and the best pass rush in the league. Green Bay completely crumbled, yeah. couldn't protect them, couldn't protect Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and as a result, it was an absolute blowout. Fast forward 12 months, the LA Rams have got the best defensive pass rush in the NFL. They got the best defensive player in Aaron Donald, who is injured. Is he fit? Is Aaron Donald fit? Yeah, he's got to play. Definitely. He's got to play, yeah. Sean McVay said he's an absolute beast of a man. Play regardless. So they're going to absolutely absolutely fill him with Ledley King jabs and Ketterman probably to get him out there, I'd imagine. Think so, mate. And also Green Bay have got the best left tackle. So that's the second highest paid position in the NFL for anyone who doesn't know because it protects the quarterback's blind side, the left tackle. And they've got the best left tackle in the game. I can't even pronounce his surname. Uh, and he's injured, so he's out. And I think combine that with the fact that LA Rams have got the best pass rush and Green Bay have struggled with that in the past. Strongly fancy LA Rams. They were 3-1 to one earlier this week when I checked. I don't know whether that's still the price. Mm. And I'm going to double that up with the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, Popey. We're on the we're on the same one. I'm I'm doing handicaps, but I'm actually going to back the Ravens for the Super Bowl, me lad. I think Lamar Jackson's in. I think he's got over that playoff ghost that we talked about last week. And I know my Steelers have gone down. I'm jumping ship like a like a rat, quick like something off Game of Thrones, little finger or something. Jumping over to uh, the Baltimore <laughs> rivals, but I think the Ravens might take some beating with that defense. I really do. Yeah, and I fancy them in Buffalo. I do. I think when I was checking earlier this week, anyway, the double pay is about seven to one. So okay. yeah, that's my uh, that's my tip of the week. Are you a little bit worried that you, you mentioned San Francisco there against Green Bay? Obviously, that was in San Francisco in the heat. Total different prospect for the Rams playing in the freezing cold of Lambeau Field in Green Bay. Does that worry you at all? I think that's factored into the price, though. To be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. So obviously it does does level out a little bit, but I think the fact remains that they're missing the starting left tackle. He's the best left tackle in the game, and yeah, they, they they tend to struggle anyway against good pass rushers. So the fact that he's missing as well, yeah, just sort of solidifies their claims. I think so. Yeah, really, really fancy the double at about seven to one. Boss, boss, I'll, uh, well, we'll be on the text and that watching that together. I'd imagine, or will you be catching the highlights again the next morning as a as a dad or two? It's me, Bertie, on Monday, so I might make an exception and stay up and watch it. Okay, good lad, good lad is right. We'll be in touch over the weekend then, Popey, by text. Big thanks again to Sean Powell, tremendous guest. He's just texted me there. He just texted me there, I've just seen it flash up, saying brilliant, best fun he's had in, in ages. So hopefully the listeners will get a little bit of a buzz out of it in this lockdown. And next week, should be Sonny Edwards, the boxer, with a bit of luck. We'll get our head guards on, get our mouth guards yep. on, and Sonny Edwards next week. Nice one, Popey. Take it easy, buddy. Enjoy,
Super Kevin Campbell here. Up my conversations with the Pope. Up the toffees. Behave yourself, Ben. Because Big Kev's coming to get you. Me and Blue Mick will sort you right out. <laughs>